Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. And this week, I want to talk about releasing control. <laughs> Uh, all right. In Luke 13, I'm going to read this whole thing, and then I'm not going to have them put that the whole thing up there when I read it. You can just listen, and then we'll kind of break this apart a little bit. Luke 13, 10 through 17, it says, Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues, that's Jesus, on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. You are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them those days, those six days, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered and said, hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath Loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it to water. So ought not this woman be, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan is bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So in verse 12, you have, again, this woman had, had for 18 years been bent over. Think about that. Bent over. Couldn't look you straight in the eye or her family or friends. It doesn't say how bent over, but I imagine like it was a severe infirmity. And for 18 years, she had struggled with with being bent over and being bound up by this. And in verse 12, it says, But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. This word loosed. It means to be set free or released. She was released or set free from what had bound her for 18 years. And I think about that and I'm like, oh my gosh. But you know what? Then I think about us and we've been dealing with stuff sometimes for even longer. You say, oh, 18 years. And maybe it's not as visible. Maybe you aren't bent over, but in your spirit, your mind, or whatever else is bent over and is not standing up straight and bound up for so long. But Jesus comes along and he says, 
I want you to be loosed. I want you to be free. I want you to be released from what's been holding you back. I want to do something in your life that brings freedom. That will cause you to be and and walk how I've created you to walk. How I've created you to be. Who I want you to be. This is why we were created. This is how we were created. It's for Him and by Him. And He says, I want you to be free, to be released. And then in verse 14, it says, But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. How dare He do this on the Sabbath day? And He said to the crowd, There's six days on which men ought to work. Six whole days. Therefore, come and be healed on those days. (laughs) Come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. Now, if you will with me, I'm going to parallel this ruler of the synagogue to us. Right? We've talked about Jesus. He wants us to be healed, to be set free, to be released. He speaks over you. He says, be loose from those things which have bound you. I want my spirit to be released in your life for, for the spirit to move through you and, and for things to be happening that you couldn't even imagine were happening. I want to do these things for you to be loose and released. And this leader of the synagogue, he's like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, Jesus. Hold up. Wait a second. We've got rules around here. There's certain ways that we have to do things. See, this is the Sabbath, and we're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. We're supposed to rest and, and just worship God. We're just, just supposed to sit around and just thank God for what he's done. And, and, and we can't do these kind of things. How many times in our lives has God said, I want to do this in my life, or he has done something. Wait, 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 hold up. Hold up, Jesus. That's not how I wanted it to look, or that's not how I wanted it to be, or that's not when I wanted it to happen. Hold up. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. Why don't you do it on these days, but not today. Tell God that there's a particular way that we wanted this thing to happen. Yes, I've been praying. Yes, I've been seeking you and say, God, do this. God, just let it be released in my life. But we've been telling him how and when that we want him to do it. Do it the way I want. Then the Lord answered and said to him, verse 15, Luke 13, 50. Then the Lord answered him and said, Hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed, from this bond on the Sabbath. 
See, I, I felt this deep. <laughs> I felt this real deep. How many times have I wanted God to move or to do something in my life? And I said, hold up. Wait a second. Not now. We're not this way. And then thinking about him. <laughs> Just thinking about this. Now, I've, I've, never, I've never really heard God call me this, but when I read this scripture, I hear him calling me this. He says, hypocrite! Are you serious? You know, you're, you're wanting me to do these things, and, and you're saying, God, Oh, you're leading me and you're doing these things, but then this thing that I want to do in your life and you say, no, not now, or do it the way that I want to. And he says, hypocrite, how dare you? I, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I felt that one deep. <laughs> he wants us to release, to let go and to trust Him, even when it's scary. You know, and that's, that's one of the things for me. You know, in many different areas of my life, and I, I've talked with Tori about this, many different things. You know, she was like, why did it take you so long to ask me to marry you? And I was like, I was scared. <laughs> I was just plain scared. I may not look like it. You know, some people, like, and it may be because I just don't, and some of you may not understand this, but I don't talk that much. And if you know me, it's, I don't just love to talk all the time. I could sit in the car and just be silent and be totally fine. Or, you know, just be sitting there and we're just sitting there, hey, we're hanging. We don't have to talk. It's all good, you know. And maybe that's why, but you know, I've, 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 Heard people say, you know, like, oh, you're kind of intimidating. You, you know, you, I feel a little intimidated or scared. You know, there's just this demeanor about you. And I'm like, bro, I don't know, I don't know when I'm scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I may look like that, but, but I'm scared. But even when it's scary, even, even when we don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, and we're going to talk more about this stuff next week. Um, but, you know, one of the things in, in different ways God's been speaking through people in, in, in different ways, and, and God said so many times, it may not look like what you thought it was going to look like. And even when it's, it's going to be a surprise, and, and do it scared. And I'm like, God, come on. Just, you know, just tell me. Lay it out. You know, let me do it strong and not scared. And, and he's like, listen, I'm giving you fair warning. So whenever this happens, you'll just move with me. Whenever this happens, you'll just allow me to do this. You'll allow me to move in your life. You'll allow me to move through your life. 
and not try to control it. And that's what I've done many times. Tried to control it. Hey, uh, I don't want it to look like this. I don't want it to look like that. And, and I want it to be subtle or, you know, whatever. I don't, who knows what it is. You know, we make up all these things. These parameters that God is supposed to work in. And he says, hypocrite, will you just allow me? You, I don't know. You, will you just allow me to do what I want to do in your life without you controlling it? He made it. He owns it. <laughs> he can do with it what he wants to. I mean, it's a little bit easier when we remind ourselves of that. I'm trying to control something that's not even mine, not even my life. What am I trying? I'm, I'm talking to the owner saying, hey, you know, I, <laughs> we wouldn't do that to any other thing. You know, well, we shouldn't, you know. You go by somebody that's building a house, and he's building it the way that he wants to. He's the owner, and they're like, oh, gosh, why are you doing it that way? And he's like, bro, you, ain't, you didn't pay for it. <laughs> but when it comes to us, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. I want to do it this way. I want to control it. You don't own it. You can't control it. You shouldn't control it. shouldn't try. We can trust Him. We can trust Him to look after us when we walk in obedience to Him. In Psalm 46.10, it says, Be still, or let it be, let it go. Or I would like to say, release, release that thing, release yourself. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. He's going to be exalted. He's going to be exalted whether you like it or not, or whether you try to control it or not. But can you be still? Can you release it so that you can be a part of it? Can I, I'm, look, I'm talking to myself, guys, so thanks for being here with me today. But can you release it? Can I release it? Can we just let go? and allow him to do what he wants to do. It's going to happen. Do you want to be a part of it or not? Like, I feel that. God's like, hypocrite. Do you want to be a part of it or not? Do you want to be a part of what I want to do? Or do you want to sit on the sidelines and just watch as I move in other people's lives, if I do things? As, as people step out of their comfort zones and they're strengthened and they're strong and they're speaking about, do you just want to sit there and watch? But we like to have control and power, right? We like to have the power over things. I mean... We love to have plans. We love to, you know, think about our five-year, ten-year plans. And I'm not saying that those things are bad. I think you need to have vision and, like, place out of vision. But who's controlling and who's leading that 
vision. I, I, I want us to seek God and, and, and have that vision and place that out in front of us, but then say, God, it's yours. Whatever you want to do in it, do that thing. Not what I want to do, but what you want to do. In Luke 9, 23, it says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever does... <sighs> whoever loses his life for my sake, we'll save it. That word deny <clears throat> means to forget oneself. <laughs> to lose sight of oneself and one's own interest. To forget or to lose sight of, to release. I mean, I like even this word deny is even stronger. You know, I say like, oh God, I'm going to open my hands. No, it's like, God, I, I can't even see myself. I've lost sight of what I wanted and how I wanted to control it. Because I'm so focused on who you are. I'm so focused on what you want. I'm, I'm so directionally focused on what you want to do in me and through me, whatever you want to do. I'm just focused on you, and I'm so focused on that that I can't even find that old self. I can't even turn around. I don't even see it because it's so far away because I'm so focused on who you are. I'm so focused on what you want to do. that I've lost sight of that control that I wanted. I've lost sight of that hold that I had on my own life. Galatians 5.24 says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Our flesh shouldn't have a say in what we're going to do. Yeah. Right? And those who are Christ have, been crucif have crucified the flesh. Let it die. <laughs> it's been crucified. And of course, I would think of that movie, The Lorax. You guys remember the little guy? Like the bad guy in the movie. They're trying to let the tree grow, and he's like, let it die, let it die, let it shrivel up and die. Okay, so a couple of you saw that one. Um, but let it die. Our flesh has been crucified with Christ, and sometimes, maybe a lot of times, we're still trying to revive it and hold on to it trying to bring it back to life. We got, you know, the, the paddles. I'm like, 
you know? It's like, come on, you know? And you may not feel like that, but that's kind of what we do. Turn it up. It's not alive yet, you know? It just paddles good. Shock that thing back to life. I'm not doing, well, I. But we are sometimes, but we are. But in this, it's this scripture, Galatians 5, we've been crucified. Our flesh has been crucified with Christ. Let it die. And then in verse 25, Galatians 5, 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, when we come to know Him, our flesh is crucified. He took it to the cross and said, you do not have to walk in the flesh anymore. When you come to me and you allow me to come to be Lord of your life, when you come into this family, that flesh is crucified with me. Let it die. But if you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And he says, when you come to me, then now you're living in the Spirit. Why not walk in it? Why not? Ah, come on. All of a sudden, now you're living. The flesh is dead. You're living in the Spirit. Should we live in the Spirit and walk in our own strength? That's my question. Because that's what we try to do. It's what I try to do. He said, I, that, no, that flesh has been crucified. You're walking... With me now, you're living by the Spirit. My Spirit dwells in you. It should be alive and well. You let it come through, break through that old mess, crusty, you know, shell you got, and let it come alive in you. And it's living there in you. So why are you walking in the flesh? Why not walk in the Spirit? Let us also walk in the Spirit. I don't know if it's like sometimes we just feel like, but you know, God, like, I know what's supposed to happen. I'm a little afraid you're not going to come through in this moment. Again, see, right? That fear. I told you, that's, that's the thing that comes. It's like, I'm, I'm afraid it's not going to happen like I want it. Or I'm afraid you're actually not going to come and do what you said you were going to do. And so then all of a sudden we start walking in our own strength not realizing what he's doing. He's always, look, he's doing 10,000 things every day on your behalf, and you don't even know it. Just because you don't see it today doesn't mean it's not happening. It doesn't mean that he's not there. Can we see in Matthew 28, 20, it says, teaching them, to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And this is the part I want. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That word lo means behold, see. Can we see it? Right? 
When we get afraid or, or, or start walking on our own path or, or what we want, it's because we can't see what he's doing. And he says, lo, behold. It's a strong, like, lo. I've, I've always kind of been like, what is that old word? I don't even really understand. But when you look at it, it's a strong word. Behold, see, look, not with those fleshy eyes. But with your spirit, with the spirit eyes that you have in you, behold, see what I'm doing. See that I'm with you. I'm there even to the end of the age. I am there. Can you walk with me? There's nothing more fulfilling than living inside of God's will. Whether you think it's what you want to do or not, if it's God's will for your life, it will be the most fulfilling of your life. I can attest to that. What do we need to release, release control of? Sometimes he asks us to do things that doesn't make sense in our own mind. But are we willing to release to him our lives? Are we willing to walk with him wherever he goes? Psalm 46 verse 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Let go. Release it. Release control. And know, know that he's God. It's, hard, it's harder for us to know when we're trying to control things, right? Still trying to revive the flesh, still trying to move in our own strength, still trying to do things the way that we want to do it. And then this scripture says, be still, release it, let go. And know that he's God. I want, man, when we release something and allow God, see, I, I have to preface this because I, I, I don't want anybody to think that doesn't, it doesn't mean that we don't do anything. It doesn't mean that we don't get up and do what God wants us to do. You know, like God's dropping donuts to us all the time and we just sit there on the lazy boy and just let him feed us till we become fat. That's not what happens. But what it is, is releasing control, not walking in fear and knowing, right? Know that he's God. And then we release that. And man, I know it because I've been doing what he said that, I, that he wanted me to do. And I saw him move and it's better than I can even imagine. And I couldn't have even done it myself. And I know that it's God. I know it's him. 
Because it can't be me. Can we trust him and be peaceful in the process? That's a little bit of a hard one. Can we trust him and be peaceful in the process? Knowing that he cares for us. Knowing that he has the plan. See, we want to make the plans. We want to control the plans. We want to lay it out for God. But can we, can we understand that he already has the plans and already has it laid out and he just wants us to walk with him in it? And it's so much better when we do. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you. For I know the thoughts that I think. You know what? Did I? Is this New King James? Yep. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. He knows the thoughts that he has for you. Do you know the thoughts that he has? Do you know what he has for you? Can you see it? That's the point. But we have to release control. Can we let go of that self, that that control that we have our own lives? And can we release it to him so that he can do what he wants to do? Because I want to see the plans and the thoughts and, and the things that he has laid out for us. I want to see him move in our lives in that way. I mean, I, I just... What would happen if we all walked that way? If we all released this stuff to God, the fears, the anxiety, the control, all this stuff, and we said, God, I'm gonna walk, I'm not gonna sit around, I'm gonna do it, but I want you to tell me how to do it and I want you to show me where to go, I want you to move and you be the one that gets me through everything that I do, I want it to be you. What would happen? Will you stand with me? Because he's able to do it, right? He is able, I just don't, I don't understand how sometimes we, me, I, even come to these thoughts where like, I just don't know if God has been thinking about this. I don't know if he actually wants these great things to happen in my life. I don't, I, I don't know, like, you know, God, are you there? You know, we come to those places. But what if we walked knowing who he is, knowing, knowing that he is thinking about about us, knowing that he is working in our lives, knowing that he wants to move in us? Can we see it? Can we believe it? You know, I, you, one of the most frustrating things to me about Missouri is it's the show me state. And it's like a mentality that we have apparently here. It's like this great thing's going to happen. 
Show me. I want to see it. Let me see it, then I'll believe it. But that's not how it works with God. He says, I want you to believe it, and then you'll see it. Can you let go? Can you release that to me and see what I do? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.